Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Battered and bruised. Winners and losers. Week 12 results and 13 predictions. On this, your NFC North Roundup show who will be king. Week 12 was full of complete interdivision black and blue lineups with the Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions to open up Thanksgiving Day. Then it was the Chicago Bears taking on the Minnesota Vikings to close out the week on Monday Night Football. It was a great week 12. Did it go as expected? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Far from it. In Week 12 in the NFL, the NFC North witnessed some action-packed matches. The Green Bay Packers faced off against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving with the Packers led by quarterback, professional quarterback, that is, Jordan Love, <laughs> delivering a stunning performance. Jared Goff was in a giving mood of the season, gifting three fumbles for the first time in his career. Love, after a strong showing against the Chargers the previous Sunday, outdid himself in the Packers' 29-22 win over the Lions, despite facing the Lions' top 10 defense. Love managed 268 passing yards and three touchdowns and zero Interceptions, marking a high point for the Packers' season. The Packers, now standing at 5-6, and six, are still in contention for the playoff spot, though their road ahead isn't easy. But as we all know, they have the national press on their side, and we hear it every week. 
Meanwhile, on Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears managed to pull off a surprising victory against the Minnesota Vikings. Despite not scoring a touchdown, a first in league history since 1993, that is, the Bears, led by quarterback Justin Fields, managed to out-edge the Minnesota Vikings 12-10 to and win their first time breaking a 12-game losing streak in the NFC North. Despite the victory, the Bears face a number of questions, particularly concerning their offense and Fields' long-term prospects. The Bears now head into their bye week with a 4-8 record. The Minnesota Vikings, on the other hand, suffered their second consecutive loss, this time to the Bears. The Vikings were marred by turnovers, with quarterback Joshua Dobbs in his giving mood, gifting four interceptions, leading the Bears to win. Despite the setback, the Vikings are still holding on to a 6-6 record and in seventh place in the NFC playoff race. Now it's time to talk about all of it and what's next with the trusted crew of the NFC North. We have Pay from the Bear Claw Podcast, a premier broadcaster in Chi-Town, one of the Windy City's best, shouldering the load and representing the Chicago Bears. We have June and Foster, from bleachers to speakers, revving things up in the Motor City for the Detroit Lions. And there's a big hole in the FSN universe where we have no Packers representative as much as we'd like to have one. So if you are, said person, happening to be listening to this podcast, contact us. We'd love to have you. And then there's me, Dave, your Minnesota Vikings representative from Vikings First in Skull. All this on your favorite NFC North Roundtable show, Who Will Be King? Let the battles begin. And there we all have it. I want to welcome everybody here to this week 13 show as we wrap up week 12 and talk about week 13. That was amazing. On Clap it up. Clap it up for Dave. What a, what a monologue. What a monologue. Now, for unfortunately, we're not broadcasting this. And people don't get to see it. They get to hear it. But uh, I am uh, attempting to show some of some of the very minor capabilities of the wonderful program called ECAM. But before we get all technical and stuff on that, we have football to talk about. 
And on the listener's left, we have Pei from the Bear Claw Podcast. Pei, how are you doing this day? I feel amazing, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as you as you said, the Bears. Uh, even in a four and eight season, we are making history. I love it. We go down in the history books, even even if we're going to have to cook a couple of coaches along the way. It's you, you can't you can't be mad about that. And from Detroit, we have the twofer. We have Mister June and Mister Foster, and I'll start with June first. How are things in D Town? Oh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Man. We can't complain, man. We uh, we can complain, but we should. Okay. Doing all right. And the creative one over on that pairing, we have <laughs> Foster. How are things for you, Foster? I'm calm. I'm I'm calm. <laughs> You've had a few more days to get over it than I have, but I know how yeah. you feel. Pay. Normally, I start with the first game, which would be Detroit and the Packers, but we'll leave that for a second. We're going to start with your game, where you came into my house, U.S. Bank Stadium, and defeated the Minnesota Vikings with your Chicago Bears doing what was necessary to make it happen. Tell us about it. We, we we got our lick back, Dave. That that was the uh, that's that was the uh, apparatus, the plan going into this week. Like we should we we screwed the pooch the first time we seen the bear, uh, first time we seen the Vikings. Excuse me, uh, Justin got hurt. He said, "Hey, we can't we can't show what we did last time. We we were completely befuddled by the Flores blitz scheme. We lost a quarterback for four weeks." Five weeks, actually, four games. We got to be better. And they were some type of better. <laughs> I don't want to give them too much credit. As you said, they they won a game without scoring a touchdown. Ridiculous. But enough about the offense. The offense was mired in poo, as they have been most of the season. That defense continues to to excite get better week to week Eberflus is going to be a fantastic defensive coordinator for some afc team next season i i cannot you know all, all credit to him well i could tell you we were hoping we'd get him fired after that game but there was that didn't come close to happening <laughs> oh we were so bad on offense not on defense but on offense oh the the shine of Josh Dobbs, you know, the space shoot, suit, the glint that comes off the visor is now completely worn off, and people are wondering who's going to start for the Minnesota Vikings next in two weeks. You're welcome. And why two weeks? Because both pay your Chicago Bears and my Minnesota Vikings get to go on vacation this week. They have their bye week. Now, yours will be a little bit more pleasant than ours will be, but it's a good time finally to get a break at the latest point in the season that we can have one. 
Now, from the dynamic duo from Detroit, who wishes to talk about your Thanksgiving Day game, the one that blew everybody's betting lines when they were (laughs) doing multiple things out of the water when you guys lost to the Green Bay Packers? Foster, I'll let you go first. So um, we we lost by seven points, which wasn't really and didn't really wasn't an indication of how the game went. Um, out the gate, they went right at us. Um, it was a uh, the I mean the defense just wasn't the defense defense didn't look good. Um, golf. Fumbled on two consecutive possessions. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've since then been talked talk down off a ledge just off of, you know, just with some reasonable explanations. But um, I was I was looking forward to us, you know, winning a game on Thanksgiving against a team that was supposed to was supposed to be one shorthanded with injuries, but you know, a team that we had handled pretty handled pretty easily at at their house. And just out the gate, we looked ill prepared and it kind of kept that same momentum that we carried that we carried over from that Sunday before. So um it I was more concerned about the fact that we have several NFC North games coming up, including Minnesota twice. Um, I'm a little less worried about Minnesota now, but they're also getting Justin Jefferson back. So um we'll we'll see we'll see where things go for the rest of the year, but I, I wasn't Super optimistic. I feel a little better now. I feel way if we had if we had did this show directly after the game or even on Monday, I it would have been a different tone. But I feel a little I feel a little better um, after fully getting a chance to evaluate things and you know talking things over with the Saints guys. The Saints guys they're not very optimistic about their own you know plight. So. Um, we will see, but I stand by if we don't beat the Saints, I, <laughs> I'm not feeling good if we don't beat the Saints, regardless of, you know, regardless of everything happening around us as far as the NFC North. We've all, <clears throat> we've all, we've, we've been saying that, um, these kind of games happen here. <laughs> in in the land of the lions uh we'll have a game where we're full of momentum and drop it uh lose a game we're not supposed to uh not supposed to lose and thanksgiving around here is usually not a good day as far as football um i think we won last year uh but no, i don't know what's the bills yeah, well, we lost last year. So it's 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 a regular occurrence not to win on Thanksgiving. It just happens like that. No matter how good the season is, uh, how much promise we have, uh, we can go in there with a losing streak 
and optimism, optimist, optimism that we're going to win on Thanksgiving and drop that game. We, you know, nobody likes to lose and nobody likes to accept losing, but this is what happens. That's why me and Foster are trained to take one game at a time. We don't get too high and we're not going to get too low either. So uh, what happened, in my opinion, Packers came out to play. They accepted uh, the ball from the coin toss and went right down the field without any problems. And that just set the tone for the for the rest of the game. Now, Detroit did match it and scored right back to even, but I don't think for the rest of the game that energy was matched along with the turnovers. So that, there you have it. You have a, a, a team that doesn't do well on Thanksgiving, plus being very gracious as far as turnovers. Golf is a giving person when he wants to be. And Thanksgiving. They, there you have it. You had Green Bay with a professional quarterback that put up numbers <laughs> and looked very professional versus the Lions. So. Yes, and you had mentioned in the previous show you were good to go as long as Goff didn't get in, into a generous mood, and he was. Unfortunately, it sure. passed over to Josh Dobbs on Monday, too. Yeah, he had three turnovers, two was consecutive fumbles and an interception. Just in case you're curious, the last time you guys won on Thanksgiving Day was 2016. Wow. Mm. Seven years ago. Believe who you beat. The Packers? Oh, the Vikings. Wow. Defeated the Vikings 16 13 in a barn burner. I'm willing to bet, though, that the the Vikings had a much better record at the end of the season and went to the playoffs, and the Lions were horrible. Well, 2016, you all went to the playoffs that year, didn't you? Yeah, it might have been good. That year. There's a possibility we would have might have been good that year. Okay. My fault. I, st- I, I digress. No, 2016 for us was a disaster. We started out 6-0 and then lost just about the remainder of the season. To finish just around 500, I believe, because we lost every one of our offensive linemen. I think 2016, we started off 5 and 0 with under Schwartz. Oh, yeah, that was Schwartz. I don't, I don't think Schwartz, Schwartz did have one playoff team, right? That was, yeah, wound up going against uh, New Orleans and getting beat up on. But mm. that's enough <laughs> for Thanksgiving trivia. Now. <laughs> Now we're on to week 13. Mm. What have you guys got ahead of you this week? We got the New Orleans Saints. We just had a show with New Orleans Saints uh, affiliates on FFS yesterday. uh, Did you get with the Dome Patrol guys? We did. Yeah. Yes. yes. Good guys. Good guys. Mm -hmm. And and, – and they <laughs> they are very, very unoptimistic about their team. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. That's true. I had I had to talk them when I when I had a crosstalk show with them, I had to talk them into thinking that they were actually gonna beat the Bears. So I, I believed you. 
<laughs> and that was early. That would have been early in the year, right? When was it? If we, 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 it was still oh, no, when, was, uh, it was uh, two, three weeks ago. T-Bag was our quarterback. T-Bag I was trying to tell him, I was trying to tell him, like, hey, you got this. Settle down. Even with a backup. It was a close game, though. It was a close game. Yeah. yeah. They didn't like it when we – we did the crosstalk, had a great time, and uh, they were down on the team, and I said, don't be too sure. You know, we'd already been out without Kirk Cousins, and yeah, we ended up beating them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dobbs was probably hot then. He was probably yes. hot at that point. Yeah. I think that was the game that we started Hall, and then Hall went out the second drive with the concussion. Dobbs came in, and there was that miracle finish. But that is what it is. Now, how do you guys think you're going to do against the Saints? And is it down in New Orleans, or is it up up in Detroit? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's in New Orleans. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's tough to. I mean, honestly, it's it's tough to say. Um, what I got from them is that they actually have a pretty talented team, um, but they just have a lot of money poured into older guys, and um, they got some injuries. Um, they got Jamal Williams, who's giving them nothing this year. Uh, we, we definitely came to some realizations of. Maybe our offensive line has had was quite the manufacturer for what people thought Jamal Williams was. Um, but um hopefully we can get some turnovers on Derek Carr because they are they are completely off off on uh on Derek Carr. That I that I did discover. But tough tough to say. Tough to say. Maybe it, he did the Lions. Uh, lack of pass rush and shaky secondary might be just what he needs to get back on the track. <laughs> just what the doctor ordered. Hey, defense. you guys are favored by four and a half. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was crazy, though, they said that he hasn't scored a touchdown in like a crazy amount of drives. Like they didn't score any touchdowns against the Falcons. That whole game had all field goals. And it was like, what was it, like 20? Could it have been 20 drives without a touchdown? I mean, that seems insane. But, um, yeah, they and they don't utilize Taysom, Taysom Hill the way they should, it sounds like. So um, I, I would love to be able to say all that all leads towards uh, the defense getting back on the same, on the right track. 
and um, and us, us getting back to our uh, winning ways. But I'm slightly skeptical. I don't know. I don't know. It's well, it's I, for one, going to be pulling for you because uh, Saints isn't one of my favorite teams. Even though I love the guys over on Dome Patrol, they're great. I'm hoping you guys pull it out. Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, June. I was just going to do a transition. I'm thinking more so, like, when they... Because we talked about this yesterday. When When the Saints acquired David Carr... They were so happy, but he's doing the same thing that he was doing for the Raiders. Uh, he'll get you downfield, but the red zone area, he's not scoring. He's not. They're not putting up touchdowns at all, and he had that problem when he was a Raider. They'll get up and down the field. Um, if they score a long touchdown, cool, but if they had to operate within the, the four, from the 30 on in, they wound up selling for a field goal just about every time. So happened too much, too often. And that and that's what's happening now in New Orleans. Gotcha. And I hate settling for field goals. Speaking of which, pay <laughs> four field goals to win. Um, we have the bye week, obviously. What are the team's plans over the bye week? What's the scuttlebutt? to use a naval term, and Navy Station Chicago is a great place to visit. What uh, What's the scuttlebutt in Chicago about the Bears? Well, the first thing they need to do this, uh, this week, this free week, is relax. Get away from football for a little bit, clear your brain, and try to forget all the any negativ- ne- negativity you have with the first 12 weeks. Because it's, it's been there. After that, focus on being better. Um, the offense, as, as you laid out perfectly, four field goals was the best they can do. They had three turnovers, and none of them resulted in any type of touchdowns. Uh, I don't even think we got close. I don't even think we, we had four turnovers, and we didn't get into the end zone. I don't even think we made it to the red zone. That's how bad the offense was. Um, Justin Fields. The up and down roller coaster that is JF one continues. We need him to. I, I'm I'm a I'm a side with Getsy on this one, and I don't like Getsy for much, but I'm a side with him. Justin Fields needs more information. If you need to play like a robot, Justin, then fine, because you need to process things a lot quicker. You almost lost the game for us again uh, in that fourth quarter. He's had. Eh, I found a stat doing the uh, the game review that posted Monday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon, I'm sorry. Justin Fields has seven fourth-quarter turnovers this season. That's crazy. I think he has 18 for his career. The number one thing the Bears need to be focused on is taking care of the ball in crunch time. If we're not going to be – our, our – our schedule from here on out is pretty light. We have Detroit uh, one more time, uh, Green Bay one more time. You got Atlanta, Arizona, and some other bottom feeder on the on, on the schedule. I'm misplacing there, but 
it's not it's other than Detroit, no world beaters. So you should be in these games. You should be competitive in these games and turning the ball over is going to get everybody replaced, including the quarterback. Yep. Without a doubt. And uh, to clarify who you have left, you have Detroit, Cleveland. Cleveland's going to be a tough one. Yes. Uh, because they've got one of the best defenses in the league. The best. Uh, Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay to end it up. So, yeah. I just hope that they don't. Uh, we don't single Miles if he plays that game. I hope we don't have our tackle one on one with him. That at that point, you're you are going to get your wish, Dave. Fire the coach directly after this game. <laughs> turn turn that key card in immediately. I don't don't well, do not get on the bus. <laughs> Eberflus. Was it the GM or was it some grand owner group? Well, that has been a that has been a talk of contention amongst Bear fans. Uh, a lot of people don't want to give Poles the, uh, for lack of a better term, credit for hiring Eberflus and his seven and twenty two record. Um, however, Eber uh, Poles will tell you himself, I hired him. So if he take if as a leader should you if the the buck stops here, shout out to Truman. If the buck stops here. You're gonna get this blame that you're asking for, and that's that's Eberflus. That's on you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul's hired him. He hired him. Unlike he in Minnesota, where we had a an ownership and front office cabal hired our coaches, mm-hmm. and Quasi had nothing to do with it. Uh, he did, yeah, but he wasn't the hiring person. That's not too. That's not too atypical. I mean, Paul's was hired officially after Eberflus. But they, I mean, but Poe said, you know, I'm not taking a job unless I get my coaching choice out of the candidacy, and he chose Eberflus. And that's that's how the story goes. Well, I know Poles when he was interviewed by the Wilfs and our brain trust in Minnesota, he wanted to, you know, tear everything down and rebuild, and that was unacceptable to them. So I, I'm sure he had a plan. And it was just Chicago was able to meet that plan and agreed to it. Uh, Hopefully you get to see this plan at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you for my Minnesota Vikings, it's a week of introspection. They are trying to figure out mainly who's going to be the starting quarterback. Justin Jefferson was activated yesterday, and he had to be, or he was done for the season. He was activated, and the question is, Kevin O'Connell likes to play a rhythm and timing offense. Kirk Cousins was great at rhythm and timing. It's one of his strong points. Well, ever since Kirk Cousins went out and we started Hall, Hall had to, you know, uh, was in there briefly. One initial drive was meh. And then the second drive was real good, and he drove all the way down the field, got in a scoring position before he got a concussed. Then Dobbs comes in, and we see the miracle the next couple of games. And then the last couple of games, Dobbs, the shine has worn off, and now they're questioning whether Dobbs will start at all. He And Kevin O'Connell had even said he was considering pulling him in this game against the Bears. 
you know, and I, you got to think, how bad do you have to be to be pulled against the Bears? No disrespect there, Pay. Um, I'm taken. And so we're going into the bye week trying to figure out who's going to be the starting quarterback. And it could be our fourth on the season. It could be Nick Mullins because Nick Mullins was Kirk Cousins' backup last year and officially this year, but he was on IR since the summer. And he just came off IR a few weeks ago with some sort of mysterious back injury. So he's now available. Will it be Dobbs again? But it looked like KOC was trying to force Dobbs into that drop-back passer, pocket passer, offensive style that Kirk Cousins runs. That's not Dobbs' game by far. But Dobbs, we're seeing some of the weaknesses he has. Or is it going to be Jaron Hall? Our rookie, is he going to get another We just don't know. And we probably won't know until right up on our next game in two weeks when we go to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. So it's an interesting thing to see. Now, the bye week for us, we're glad it's upon us. We're getting healthy. Finally, J.J. is back. Um. Hopefully, we'll have Davenport back soon. We don't know when he had. We knew when he had his high ankle, high ankle sprain, and then they announced a few weeks later that he had the tightrope surgery. But they didn't say when the tightrope surgery was. And that's a four-week response. So hopefully, he's coming off and coming back because we could use him over on the defensive side. And then a quarterback that can get the ball to Justin Jefferson. And it's all key. The Vikings' decision will be as to... Who can throw to Justin Jefferson? That's going to be it. And hopefully they come in and are able to do that against the Raiders because whoever it is, whether it's Dobbs, Mullins, or Hall, the only one that has any significant time throwing to Jefferson this season was Hall for a little bit because Mullins was not there. Now Mullins did a little bit last year. And that's it. Dobbs has never thrown to him. And I don't know if Dobbs has the arm talent to throw to him. Because one of the things Dobbs has issues, he's not as accurate as we want him to be. And that's left points on, on the field instead of on the scoreboard because of it. If he places his ball better, we get first downs. If he places his ball better, we get touchdowns. It's just not there. So we're in that big, what are we going to do, mode. And the Vikings, I can tell you right now, with five games remaining, we could lose all five. Or we could win all five. It's that sort of deal. We don't know as fans because it is that much of a coin flip as to which way this team goes. Even with playing with house money, when you lost your starting quarterback in Kirk Cousins. So it's going to be interesting what happens over the next couple of weeks. Just hopefully they're taking time, healing, getting over these last two losses, and you know, seeing the sports psychologists and the Vikings employ, I think a few of them, and the players can get their minds right and get back into it. That's your Minnesota Vikings report for the week. Now, 
The only people with a game this week is June and Foster. Do you have <laughs> any predictions on your game versus the New Orleans Saints? I gave a prediction score yesterday, but I'm not quite sure. But <clears throat> I do predict the Lions to win. Uh, I don't want to say must win, but drop this game and go to eight and four, and there's no telling what Foster's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Um, yeah. Drop this yeah, game I mean, go eight to four, and we're still in it for the division. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that as, as long as – and somebody put it in perspective, as long as we win the division, which I'm not – you know, our, our priorities definitely change from like, oh, you know, first you know, first in the NFC to, hey, let's just try to get this division out of here. As long as we win the division, we will get a – home game we will get a home game is this my understanding is how that works you will get at least one home game so yes. um you you have to keep that in the mind frame um i did make a, a score prediction yesterday i believe it was 28 to 21 um i've been tough on the defense I, i've been tough on the lions defense the last few weeks um i do feel like this will be the most prepared our defense will be dan campbell's going back to his old team Aaron Glenn going back to his old team. I think he will have the defense as prepared as we have been all year outside of the first game of the year, you know, against the Chiefs. Um, I I do look – the one thing that is uh, – I do think that we'll be able to run the game, run the ball, which is very important to our entire offensive um, scheme. My sole concern is taking care of the ball. The – Saints are seventh against the pass right now, and they are third in takeaways. So they are definitely capable of getting the ball from us. We have been, like, as June said, very generous with giving the ball away to them. And I think that will, them being able to do that will bode well for them. They do schedule, struggle offensively, but of course, switch, you know, swinging the momentum, pick sixes, and things of that nature can be detrimental to our offense. Um, so I would say that is my biggest concern more so than stopping their offense. And uh, yeah, it, more, more so than us stopping their offense is us giving the ball away and creating and, and creating shifts um, because we haven't ourselves been able to take the ball away. So um, yes, I think we will win. To, uh, I think that 28, 21, is is how we will win, but the plus minus as far as turnovers is going to be our the biggest key of all. Gotcha. Well, that leaves one other game for an NFC North team. Pay, do you want to discuss the Green Bay Packers going out or not going out? It's actually at home in Lambeau against the reigning Super Bowl champions. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Let me get into this game preview. So the Kansas City Chiefs have not been the Kansas City Chiefs of old. Their offense has been pretty mediocre for their standard. 
Um, can't, but even even still, Patrick Mahomes is still one of the top MVP, uh, getting MVP odds according to Vegas. Travis Kelsey's been a little banged up, a, a fact, a lot banged up. Even though you you can never tell, you know, given the uh, the increased spotlight he's been having nationally, <laughs> nationally. Well, he um, plays better when she's at the game, so I wonder if she wants to take in a game at the legendary Lambeau Field. Ooh, that would be. I would love to see the Swifties overtake Lambeau. That would be. That would be great. That 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 would be a sight for sore eyes. Um, so the wide receiver, the wide receiver core has is a. Uh, it's a young wide receiver core, no big names. They've been they've been up and down all season. The defense has actually been carrying this team. Um, good thing for Kansas City, they're in a a weak division. No one talks about it as much as they talk about Tom Brady's weak division. But good thing for KC, they are not going to get much um, static or much uh, pushback from their defensive counterparts. That's how they've been able to remain in front without anybody noticing that they are not what they used to be for green Bay. They are five and six. How did that happen? That is, that is amazing. They, they are no better than a two win team. <laughs> uh, they five and six. Jordan love is amazingly professional in his averageness. Um, their defense is also uh, the defense. They have a lot of good defensive players. Don't get me wrong, but their defense, again, just like their quarterback, has been pretty average all season. They've been suffering a lot of injuries on offense. I don't know what got into Watson on on Thanksgiving. That was a ridiculous performance from him. <laughs> uh, I one that I do not see him being replicated at all for the remainder of the season. Um. I expect the Kansas City Chiefs, because their defense has been their best unit so far this season, and they are a pretty good pass rushing team. I expect them to put the heat on Jordan Love and make it a lot more uncomfortable than he had it the last time he saw him on Thanksgiving. If I were to predict this game, give a prediction score, I would say Kansas City... 27 Green Bay 17. Ooh. I like it. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to lose, but I'm a yeah, Vikings yeah. fan. You're a Bears fan. Jude and Foster, they may not know the contention of the Green Bay Packers as much as we do because of years of misery, but they can feel it as well. I guarantee you, anybody in the NFC North knows how the feeling goes between our three teams and the Green Bay Packers. That's why we need a Packers representative on this show. So if you know anybody, put them in contact with us. We'd love to have them on the NFC North Roundup, who will be king. Because we need a voice from Cheeseland to defend them against the Kansas City Chiefs and hopefully the Swifties if she goes. It would be fun to watch and fun to have on the show. So if you know anybody, have them contact us. We'd love to have you. Well, folks, we've gone over last week, 
We went over this week, what's happening. We looked ahead just a little bit for Chicago and Minnesota because they're on their buys. It should be a fun week 13. I do, agree. You have, do you have any last words there, Pay? I, I agree with you, Dave. It should be a fun a fun third, uh, week 13 for the group. And I, I expect when we come back and you know, host the show again next week that it would be a extremely lively show. It, it won't be just me with the uh, with the with the W hanging up because uh, I, I, I got I expect Detroit to come back and, you know, lick their wounds and handle business in the bayou. I expect uh, Minnesota to come out of the bye week and look energized, more healthy, and more dangerous in the air. And I expect uh, my team to not upset me. <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Jude Foster, any last words since Pay says you guys are going to come out with the W? Um, I'm just going to say, uh, go Lions. Sounded fierce today. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just say, take care of the ball. That's that's it for me, is just taking care of the ball. Hey, sounds good. Well, I want to wish all our listeners the happiest of seasons. May your Christmas shopping, holiday shopping continue without blemish. And may you enjoy time with your friends and family and good food and all that wonderful stuff. Watch good football. In this case, the Detroit Lions this week. And what do we say, gentlemen? Bear down. Go Lions. (laughs) And Skull Vikings. Like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to Speakers. Vikings First and Skull. And of course, Anatomy of an Ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.